I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead. And joining me is us from the past. We're going to repod this because it kind of got lost in the All-Star Reserve conversation we had, the Devin Booker-Russell Westbrook uh, feud argument, first take debate that we had the other day, and then talking about the All-Star Reserves that got announced, the All-Star changes, all that kind of stuff. But trade deadline is is coming. I mean, it's in a couple days. We had an extra day, and so we wanted to throw this in. This is every single wing that the Mavericks might target. In the East, in the first part of the podcast, and then the West, in the second part of the podcast. So we did this, you know, in the last couple of days, but I think some people may have missed it. So we wanted to put it together into one pod. Again, if you've listened to this already, uh, you can skip it and go to another one. But this is every single wing the Mavericks might target in the Eastern and Western Conference. So hope you enjoy. Here's us talking about the Mavericks trade deadline, players the Mavs could acquire. All right, Isaac, here's my list. I just did it by team. I went through every single player. And so I'll just go through these names and you tell me uh, if you're interested or not. And then if you're interested, we'll stop on the name and then we'll go through it. Sweet. Atlanta, Evan Turner, $18.6 million expiring deal. Trevion Graham, $1.6 million expiring deal. They just got him in the Minnesota trade. But two wings that the Mavs could potentially target. Trevion Graham, no. Evan Turner, um, like last possibility. If you're wanting yeah. somebody to give you a little bit more impact than Courtney Lee, yeah. I think if you Evan strike out on the Iguodala thing, like you know all the other things, would not give up the Golden State second rounder for him though. No, absolutely not. Uh, Boston, Semiojule, one point six mil this year, one point seven mil non guaranteed next year. That's the only guy I could think of from Boston. No, I just don't think you're getting Marcus Smart or anything like that. Uh, Brooklyn, Joe Harris, he's at seven point six million dollar one year deal, so it's expiring. Garrett Temple, $4.7 million. This year, $5 million team option next year. And the Wilson Chandler, $1.6 million one-year expiring deal. Uh, I mean, sign me up for Joe Harris. If Brooklyn does consider that, and if they don't think they want to trade him uh, this offseason, I mean, if they, don't, if they think they don't want to pay him this offseason for what he's going to make, then uh, I would definitely take Joe Harris if it – if Brooklyn Center saying, hey, I'll, I think they could probably get a first for him if they really put him on the market. I think a playoff team would uh, would put yeah, a first. If anyone has any firsts left. Uh, hey, Clippers, I think they would come calling for Joe Harris. Clippers gave them all to Oklahoma City. <laughs> True. Well, Clippers have that first rounder, their first rounder this year to go with Mo Harkless. That's their big their big move as for somebody yeah. to deadline. But. Uh, yeah, I'm interested in Joe Harris. Uh, Garrett Temple a little bit too. That's kind of like a – Three and D ish kind of. I don't think they trade Joe Harris, by the way. Me either. I don't think so. But uh, that's a guy you definitely want with Kyrie and Durant. Yes. Perfect guy you want with those guys. Yeah. Um, Charlotte, Nick Batum, $25.5 million this year, $27.1 million player option next year. Uh, And then Dwayne Bacon, $1.6 million expiring deal. God bless that Batum contract. Yeah. I don't want to touch that. end? I feel like he's been getting paid forever, and he's not. Well, he's, he signed a five-year, 2016 deal, right? Or was it four-year? Was it? Just takes. I mean, Nick Batum. Maybe it was played, 2017. He's played in two. He's played in 22 games this year. Started three of them. And is averaging three points a game. Rough. <laughs> well, they went super young, so it's not really. I mean, they decided to what's go his, that. Direction. What's his on-off though? Well, I bet it's pretty bad. <laughs> he's also not played enough games. His counting stats are terrible too. <laughs> 
Chicago Bulls, Denzel Valentine, $3.3 million expiring deal. Tomas Sadoransky, uh, 10 mil this year, 10 mil the next year, 10 million non-guaranteed in 2021. So that's the guy. He's kind of guardish, but guard wing. Um, yes, I'm I'm interested in Sadoransky. I like him. I liked him coming out of Washington uh, when he hit free agency. I think it's free agency. Didn't Chicago sign him? Yeah, he was a free okay. agent this summer, yeah. Um, yeah, I like him. Yeah, and I think he is technically a guard, but I think he's uh, kind of taller. Though. I want to say he's like 6'5". Yeah, he's like 6'7", yeah. Uh, I'm looking at it right now. He is 6'7". Yeah, 6'7". Yeah. yeah I'm, I, I'm, I'm, and it's, I'm mad you didn't trust me on that. Well, I was, it was loading. The And that... <laughs> That third year is non-guaranteed, right, in 2021? Yeah, non-guaranteed. That's, that's, that's pretty cool. Big. If it's the two-year window, that's the big thing. So, yeah, sure. Uh, Cavs didn't have anybody. Uh, Detroit Pistons. Uh, Tony Snell, 11.3 mil this year. $12.1 million player option that he is definitely picking up the year after that. Uh, and then Markeith Morris, 3.2 mil this year. $3.3 million player option. Uh, that one's an inch. That, that's one I'm definitely interested in. He's a little more four-ish than wing-ish. But that's a guy you could play with Dorian, you know, to be your 3-4 with Porzingis. Like, that, that's interesting. I kind of put Markeith Morris, and I could be wrong on this, but I kind of put him in the Marvin Williams category, too. He'd be more of a 4-ish. Um, right. They can both kind of stretch the floor some. He is shooting 39% from three. Um, he can kind of guard wings, though. He can guard the bigger wings. Yeah, but I do feel like people kind of skew it a little bit, and they, they just think Morris twin, and they think he's as effective as Marcus Morris, and I think Marcus is a better player. I don't think he's as effective. I just think that he is semi-effective. Yes, but I feel like <laughs> people, yeah, anyway. Sure, he would be a, if we acquired him, cool. Like, yeah, we have wing another wing body. So the Pacers just got Victor Oladipo back on uh, Wednesday night, and so somebody in their rotation is going to move off. I don't think it's this guy, but this is the guy I wrote down, Justin Holiday, $4.7 million this year. Uh, I don't know if you want to split up the Holiday brothers. Also, he's playing crunch time for them in this game against the Bulls the other night. So I don't know if he'd be available, but I'd be interested in Justin Holiday. He's a guy we wanted in the in free agency. Yeah, honestly, I could I, – I could see him. Uh, God bless Doug McDermott shooting forty six percent from three. <laughs> um, you know Justin Holiday shooting forty one percent. I I think that I think they got to hold on to both of them. I don't think Indiana. Yeah, I don't uh, think they make a move at all. Yeah. I was looking at the roster and that stand pat, get healthy, and make it to the playoffs and win around. And they got they got a quiet like quietly deep team now with Oladipo back. You know they're gonna be bringing got you know Justin Holiday, McDermott, T.J. McConnell like some, these. You know, these are good, like, solid rotation pieces. So and They're top five. They're, they're starting yeah. five with, with Turner, Sabonis, Warren, Brogdon, and Oladipo. Like, that's that's a solid T- five. TJ like, Warren, 18 points a game. Dude can get buckets. <laughs> uh, and he also likes to make Jimmy Butler mad. Um, the New York Knicks, four guys for you. Or, no, Milwaukee Bucks, Sterling Brown, 1.6 mil. He's kind of fallen out of the rotation a little bit here. Uh, that's one guy that might be available. but Sure. Yeah, like it's, that's like an okay. It's yeah, okay. I don't. Yeah. That's like a that's like a Willie Collie Stein of wings, right? I'm looking for them We'd to be make interested in it, but we'll see. <laughs> well, I'm looking for them to. I, I actually think Willie Collie Stein could move the needle a little bit, um, like help the team and stuff. Sterling Brown would just literally just be another body. I think your bigger question is: Would Sterling Brown be better than Justin Jackson right now to warrant him getting minutes over Justin Jackson? That, but that. I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to answer that question, but I'm saying that that's the he's type answering of, it with his eyes, guys. That's okay. the type of question. You can just, I just wish you could see his face when he's saying this. That's the type of question when they're targeting a wing that you would 
ideally move into that rotation yeah. spot. Is so this upgrade? Is it an upgrade? Yeah. But here's a take for you. Uh-oh. I think the Mavs move the needle for Willie Colley Stein more than Willie Colley Stein moves the needle for the Mavs. Not gonna argue with that. How deep is that right there? Okay. New York Knicks, four guys for you. Marcus Morris, $15 million expiring deal. Wayne Ellington, eight mil this year, eight mil non-guaranteed next year. Reggie Bullock, guy we both love, four mil this year, four point two million dollar non-guaranteed next year. And then Damian Dotson, one point six million dollar restricted free agent. He's more of a guard, but still. Um, no on Dotson, Reggie Bullock, sure. Um, like some of these guys are just like sures. I am all aboard. Reggie Bullock, I'd be excited for. That's a guy we wanted. He had that weird injury thing that kept him out at the beginning of the season, but that's a three and D guy that you can put in that would be good. He played good for the Lakers. <laughs> played good. He played well for the Lakers last year. Yeah, no, 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 I like him and I like his shooting on the wing. I just don't I mean like Sure, if it's just like a a move around the edges type of move, I think Marcus Morris could move the needle, and I've been yeah. on that. I I do <clears throat> like I do like I think I like him on this Mavs team more than you do, right? You like it more than me. Um, I I think of these moves after I looked at all the realistic options, I think that he's a decent move. Yeah, I mean, dude is shooting forty four percent. Uh, from three on six threes a game right now. I think his you know, wing defense would be huge for the team. I just, the role just matters so much. Like the role just matters. As long as, yeah. you know, we're not running into like a Wes Matthews from last year where we're all pulling our hair out because he's posting up when yeah. <laughs> when the offense dictates something totally different. Like that's the one thing with him. But if that's the only thing, then I think he might be a good option to grab, you know, at the deadline. I would I would love Marcus Morris on this team. Yeah, so that's an option. Fifteen million. That's it. you're able. You can do that with uh, uh, Courtney Lee and, and Justin Jackson, maybe. Um, I'd give up the second rounder I'd, for for Marcus Morris too. Here's the thing with New York. I don't know if they're going to want to trade at the maps again, right? Uh, <laughs> After all that, they got Dennis Smith Jr. Come on. <laughs> do they still have him? Where's Dennis? We want Dennis. Free, bring, free, free Dennis. Dennis. Free Dennis. Please, you got a week to trade Dennis somewhere to give him another shot. Give him to Minnesota. Just let him do something. Yeah. Um, Orlando Magic, Aminu, uh, he has a $10 million player option in 2021, so that's not super intriguing. Has he been hurt? And he's also been hurt, so. Okay. <laughs> I think he might be back now. Uh, Sixers. Wait, 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 James you just passed over somebody in Orlando that, I, like Evan Fournier could possibly. Yeah, I don't know if he's available, though. He's their leading scorer. They're in the playoffs right now. I just don't know. I didn't think he was available. I Yeah, I create a reminder uh, we're just doing the Eastern Conference today, but um, yeah, I, I'm just curious on what you know Orlando does. I kind of in the same way as you. I don't think they trade him, but I think they could definitely listen to offers because he's the type of guy. If hey, he's kind of in that middle of the pack. Like hey, I'm gonna score. What's he average? 18 a game. 18 something. Yeah, he's leading their team. And but he's also the type of guy that. He, I could totally see him hit unrestricted free agency this summer and be like, "Hey, I don't care. I'll take the money. You know, I've, like I'll yeah. go play in Atlanta for twenty million a year. So, <laughs> that's like, what he might end up doing. <laughs> seriously, and so like you know, a three year, sixty million dollar deal. I mean, I could see that. And so, if you're Orlando and you don't want to pay him that, then I could see him entertaining offers. And yeah, I mean, I, I think he would bring another score type of to the team. I don't, I don't know if I like fully all aboard love it, but. I could you know, see the appeal, though. Yeah, so that's potentially an option. I don't think they're going to trade him. Uh, 76ers, James Ennis, $1.8 million this year, $2.1 million player option next year. That's like another fringe move that no. 
potentially. The Raptors, the only guy I could come up with is Stanley Johnson. That's like the same as James Ennis, but worse. I was on that island, but I floated <laughs> off of it a while ago. We drafted him in our, our Locked On mock. That's true. We have to go back and check what our team was. Remember, we, we traded Dwight and Seth twice. <laughs> we did. And we traded him in consecutive years. Uh, the Washington Wizards, Davis Berton, 7 mil. He was in KOC's yes. um, players that are potentially available list, according to league sources. So uh, he's not necessarily a wing, but knockdown shooter, four-man. Uh, that's another guy, too, the Maps could potentially target. $7 million expiring deal. Yeah, sign me up all day for that. Um, put his shooting, kind of, kind of the same equation as Joe Harris. And if I'm Washington, I'm not trading him. I want him alongside Bradley Beal. You want shooters and stuff like that. And... Um, yeah, I'm down because he's, I mean, he's still just 27, but if they put in, yeah, I would give up, I think I would give up the Golden State second rounder for Bertons. The thing is, they need to get some value for him. They need to get, because they're just going to lose him to free agency. But why would they lose him though? Why don't they just pay him? Because he's unrestricted. He can just go somewhere. Yeah, but what if they just overpay and keep him? Well, then they have an overpaid Davis Bertons. I don't know. It's not like they're going to win anything over the next three years. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I just think that if they think they're going to lose him, which they probably will, then they get yeah. something. Sure. I mean, Bradley Beal wants out right now, and he signed an extension. So Does he like really want out? To... I haven't seen that. Well, he was upset, and he's frustrated with the, the Wizards. So. Well, I'd be upset, too. When... Anyway, <laughs> you signed an extension, bro. <laughs> there you go. All right. Wait, is that classic. it? That's all, that's all I have for East. All right. Well... There you go. We'll the, uh, if we'll I had to pick somebody out of the East, man, it's Marcus Morris. I, I love Marcus Morris's fit. If they could uh, make a move for him, I'd be all about it. And uh, it's that like he's the type of guy that we're going to talk about more names on tomorrow's pod, Western Conference. A lot of the names we've heard before, but like uh, I kind of put him in that like Robert Covington would be you know above him a little bit, but Marcus Morris, Covington. Um, Andrea Guadala. Like, those are the type of wings that move the needle some. But we'll talk more Western Conference uh, tomorrow. And I got some other names to throw at you. All right. Let's get into the uh, wings that the Mavs might target in the trade deadline. So give me a couple names first. We'll take a break and then we'll come back uh, and hit the rest of these. So give me a couple off the top. Well, do we, I mean, do you want to do the, the Iguodala Golden State second round thing right now? Let's, get, let's do that first. Yeah. Okay. So. Before we hit record, I told Nick, I said something that's been frustrating a little bit for me is I think the Golden State second rounder is getting a little bit overhyped right now with Mavs fans. You know, any trade that's thrown out there, any possibility of any player, everybody's like, are you, are we, is the second rounder in there? Is that Golden State second rounder? And I get like our assets are pretty limited right now, but we're treating, some people are treating this Golden State second round pick like it's a top 10, you know, unprotected first rounder. Like it is literally going to be a pick in the early 30s. I get you don't like I get everything positive about it. We've talked about it on the spot. I can flip both switches on this and be like, hey, let me flip the positivity switch. It's cool. It's less guaranteed money than a first round pick. Look, they just got Jalen Brunson last year. Cool. I think Jalen Brunson's kind of skewing people's mindsets on this Golden State, you know, second round pick of look where we got Brunson last year. He's a quality rotation piece. If we get that pick this year, it's happening again. That that I that part scares me. So, it's not a surprise for me, and I've seen this a lot on Twitter. I would 100% give up the Golden State second round pick for Andre Iguodala. 100%. Even if it's just going to be for the rest of this year. If it's just absolutely. until April, May. A- absolutely. 
Because I think what Andre Iguodala would bring to this team on the court and off the court, what he would bring in a playoff series for this team, what he would bring as far as what a winning mentality looks like, somebody that's been there, done that, won a title, all that stuff, him alongside Luka, I think what he would do for this team would benefit this team more than the odd chance of you spending a second round pick on some random guy and you hoping that he hits. We just saw, they just drafted Isaiah Roby and now he's gone. If we want to go through the whole second round, you know, picks for Dallas, I don't want to say anything like, Shouts to A.J. Hammonds. I mean, yeah, A.J. Hammonds. Let's just look at some of the past ones. They took Shake Milton, but they traded him. Um, anybody else? Went, I Shake mean, Milton's starting for the Sixers right now. Guys, in 2015, with a 52nd overall pick. It's 52, though. It's, it's late. Satnam. Oh, our guy. Our guy. Shouts. Um, yeah, I mean... A lot of these second rounders, they just they end up trading. So my point is, I mean, Mike Muscala traded Atlanta a few years ago. Going back further, Darius Johnson Odom, they traded Atlanta. My point is, it's not like you're, I mean, yeah, you have your one in every 80 picks that you get your Draymond or something like that, but those are I not good think, examples, though. Those are really late picks. Okay. Do we want to look up picks in the 30s and see how many people's even like in the league right now? The- Andre Iguodala, it'd be awesome if he was, like, wouldn't it be great for for him to be on the Mavs? Like, a young team that's kind of surprising people, that could be in the playoffs, that is in a playoff spot right now, that has a young player that could use some mentoring. Like, wouldn't it be great if he was on a team like that, that was young and needed some leadership, and he could actually, like, really help, and he would be there? And, like, wouldn't it be awesome if he would be on the Mavericks like that? Like, wouldn't it be cool if he was on a team already that was like yeah. that? I, I know. I don't know I if he. I think he just him. wants to go to one of the LA teams, right, <laughs> or or Milwaukee or something like that, and go to a team that's like in the title hunt. And I don't know if he's going to be super jazzed about coming to a Dallas team like this. And so I don't know about giving up assets for him right now. But are we seriously going to say here and question Andre Iguodala's? That's my question. Like professionalism, as far as like he's playing, not playing like, for his team right now. They're in the playoffs. I get that a hundred percent, but we're we're like we're talking somebody that's respected all across the league. Sure, but like it just he, it just doesn't prove to me that he is super interested in like being in a, a mentorship role right now. Because he could be okay. in one, and he's just not even with the team. He's not hurt. He's just not with the team. And so, what if that's it's my just question? A I know team. all like the I, things that people have said about him, but I yeah. I just don't know if like you bring him in if he's going to be super excited about being a mentor. If we're trading, if Andre Iguodala, if we make a trade for Andre Iguodala, sign me up. Like I, I would not question that one bit. I think there's if a I difference was making the decision, Dallas I would like Memphis. to. I, if I was in the, doing the decision, I would like to have an interview, right, and sit down and actually talk to him. I don't have the pleasure of doing that, so I will voice my skepticism. <laughs> that's yeah, that's where I am. I just, in my opinion, there's a difference between Dallas and Memphis. I think Dallas is a guaranteed, guaranteed yes, playoff much team. better barbecue I, here. I think that Luca is a different Shout ball out to game. Like there, there is an upside <laughs> to Dallas and all that stuff. So I would, I, it wouldn't. I don't even. I don't think Dallas actually gets him. I think when it, I think Memphis They're is the doing the right plan. thing. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, Tim McMahon said that, and I mean that deal. Yeah, it's been on the table for a bit, but I think somebody will. Yeah, somebody will step up their offer towards the end. Somebody like the Clippers, somebody will will do the late first. I think they're holding out for that Clippers deal. The Mo Harkless 2020 first and saying, hey, let's do this. Yeah. And push comes to shove, you know, LA might do it you know, as far as the Clippers, and there you go. So, anyway, Iguodala, sure, I, I would love to have him on this team. You want to take a break? And then coming up next, I'll tell you another Golden State forward 
Oh. That could be coming to Dallas. All right, Isaac, hit us. Here's the rest of the wings the Mavericks could target at the trade deadline coming up in just a couple days. I mean, it's February 6th. It's insane. It's next week. I mean, we are days away from the trade deadline. It's insane. Uh, we just played Golden State not so long ago. They just made the trade with Willie Cauley-Stein. <laughs> do you think Woj is taking his Ambien right now, or do you think he waits? Like, Do you think he slowly builds up his Ambien intake until he gets to the trade deadline? Like, I think he's, he's probably taking some on Sunday. <laughs> just you know, hit the full week strong. Also, in the Rosillo pod, Woj said that uh, on, when he heard the news about Kobe, he was in the car with his wife driving to his son's like basketball game. And uh, or he's doing something. He's driving with his wife, and he's like, "I'm spending time with my family." I was also on the phone with the GM. <laughs> just casually threw that in there. That's there's no telling people he talks to, and he's just around his family. And that's his like, family time. That was like to? his day off. He's sitting there on the phone with the GM. He's like a first round pick. <laughs> you would really give up first round pick for this. The wife goes. They have two seconds. Like <laughs> his wife is yeah. like an inside source for somebody, and they're like, she's like texting. She's like, real hey. close with Jeannie Bus. I bet. <laughs> Adrian is saying right now that whoever John Morant is, he's <laughs> anyway. Um, anyway, uh, small like Nick did yesterday with the Eastern Conference. I have some smaller names and then names that would actually move the needle. Smaller name Alec Burks, Golden State. Yeah, just twenty eight years old. Um, he's averaging right at fifteen points a game. He would just scoring. I wing. think yeah, going back to I think he plays a pretty good defense too. Going back to a little bit of the question we when we posed yesterday when it comes to these flyer type of wings, your question is, will he be better than Justin Jackson? Yeah. So can he somebody like that spot? So somebody like Alec Burks, yeah. Um a guy Do you think Alec, okay. Alec Burke d- does? I think so, yes. Yeah, probably a little bit. I don't know how much a little it's, bit it's not significantly better. It kinda of also exactly. also kind of depends on the day, right? <laughs> For both of them. Some days I mean, Tuesday, Justin Jackson will be Tuesdays better. Tuesdays and Thursdays are good days. Yeah. <laughs> for um, all right. We tweeted this out. We recorded yesterday's oh, podcast. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Before the Knicks game. Okay. So yeah, we, should we did not this. know Marcus Morris was going to go after the game and say some stupid crap after the game. And uh, he has been known to he has been known to say stupid crap, but this one kind of this one took it to a next level. He he said that Jay Crowder was uh, had some feminine tendencies, and then he said he was soft like a woman at the very end. Like he he didn't even just slip up and say it once. He said it twice in the same sentence. It was after it was to the media. Uh, it was after everything calmed down. He was just in the locker room after he showered and everything. And like with a clear mind, he just went out and said that <laughs> said that about Jay Crowder, which is just ridiculous. Uh, and Liz Cambage had the best had the best uh, clap back, and she was like, f- like feminine tendencies wins games, which is what the, the Knicks aren't doing. <laughs> but yeah, I'm. Uh, I have I had not looked into Marcus Morris's like history of of thoughts and things that he had said, but um, yeah, completely out now, absolutely out. I think the Mavericks would have to be too if they made a trade for Marcus Morris. That would be uh, an extremely bad move for them. Yeah, well, considering that the situation- Mavericks' recent history in their organization. Yeah, I, going back, that situation made me bring it up right now because I think Jay Crowder could be a target for somebody, uh, specifically the Mavericks. He still has connections with Mavericks, all this stuff. Obviously, he was here, went out in the uh, Rondo trade. Yes, yeah, Rondo trade. And uh, he's on an expiring deal. 
uh, at around 7.8 million this year. So I think he would fit great with this team. He would be kind of a, a another Dorian on the roster, kind of play more of the four, uh, four yes. slash three yeah. a little bit. So I, you know, if you're being picky on the type of wing that you want, you might want somebody to play the two three instead of a three four. But who cares? Let's you know, like he would be a, a good addition to the team in my opinion. Problem is the Grizzlies are in the playoffs right now, so. Yeah, exactly. And from everything that we've read and, and you know heard on podcasts and stuff, they love Jay Crowder as far as starting with that team, those young guys. He's kind of probably been what they thought Iguodala could have been. Right. Uh, <laughs> you know, for him. So uh, I don't really want to dive too much into Robert Covington. We've talked about him a lot. Um, he's obviously on the market. I, I don't think they should trade him if, if I'm in a Yeah. Yeah, they shouldn't trade him, but sure, if they get blown away. Uh, some podcast said that they could get like three first for him or something in a, in a mock something, a mock, some and, kind of uh, mock deadline. I honestly don't remember what podcast that was. I'm not trying to, um, anyway, I just saw some people tweeting about it. And so, so, um, yeah, I don't want to spend a ton of time on that. Would you care anything about Alan Crabb? No. Okay. I don't think that's a Justin Jackson improvement. Uh, yeah, exactly. So I, I, I'm right there with you. Enough to make I, I, a, enough to make a deal, like because Al, Alan Crabb's 18 million. You'd have to give up more than just Courtney Lee to get Alan Crabb. I don't know if that's enough of an upgrade to move other stuff. True. Um, I did listen to Woj and Ryan Rosillo today, and Woj casually threw out there that um, casually threw out know, the, that the Pelicans are not trading JJ Redick. I thought that was interesting. He just that's said exactly what I was about to say. Oh, they're not <laughs> trading him at all. Yeah, so uh, take him off your board for whatever it means. I mean, I, I think, yeah. So I was never, we posed this question before as far as J.J. Reddick stuff goes. What is he bringing that Seth Curry isn't bringing to your team? Is he that big of an upgrade over Seth Curry, you know, on oh, this Mavericks team? to be honest. He, really? Yeah, yeah. He just makes shots that Seth Curry doesn't, like on the move, like around I mean, I, screens. Yeah, I okay. think he makes shots that Seth doesn't. I think he'd be an upgrade. I don't know if it's move heaven and earth to try and get him as an upgrade. He's making. Would a, you give up the Golden State second <laughs> rounder? <laughs> if I could have both Seth and JJ Redick, like heck yeah. Okay, that's intriguing. You have a three-pointer okay. all the time, like 48 minutes of a, of a solid, great three-point shooter. Heck yeah. Uh, I'm just going to go – kind of rapid fire through these because I want to end it on a question that you actually threw out on Twitter uh, the other day. Well, it's and we, good. we just hit the 30 bit. minute mark. So I know this is awesome. <laughs> Trade um, deadline. This is, this is, this is the deadline dash right now. I, I think since, since <laughs> Phoenix is, you know, they just hit their 20 win mark, which is incredible for that franchise. I'm so, you know, it's only nine less wins. than Houston. I know that's, that's nine freaking games. That's a lot of games. <laughs> um, so I don't know if they, since they're fighting for the playoffs, um, I don't know if they'd get rid of Kelly Oubre, but it feels like Kelly Oubre hits every single shot against the Mavericks. Yeah, and, and gets uh, steals so all the time. But if you could uh, snag him from Phoenix, I'd be down. Um, Kent Bazemore from Sacramento. Would he play over Justin Jackson? Man, he did not look great for the Blazers. Like that was not. If that was a test run for a playoff team, that was not a good test run. Like, okay, swing league. right now. Trevor Reza came in, and uh, I think the locked on Portland Trailblazers. Uh, the the title of their podcast today was like Trevor Reza has been, um, oh what is it? What's the word? Trevor Reza has been like, oh, like a godsend or like <laughs> a revelation. That's what that's the word they use. Trevor Reza has been a revelation. I was like, oh man, Kemp Bazemore must have been really bad. <laughs> not um, saying he might not be good with Dallas if they make a move for him, but yeah. Um, 
Bogdanovich, we've talked about him a lot. Sacramento. Which one? Let's just <laughs> Bogdan. <laughs> um, just staying in the Sacramento realm, which Marvin Bagley had a boot on sitting on the bench. Yeah, the he's day. not like, doing good. Uh, anyway, if I haven't checked in on Sacramento at least over the past few days, are they still bringing Buddy off the bench? Yeah, yeah, they're they're committed to that. So as soon as they that announcement came out, you know everybody's like little eyes emoji, like all right, are are they like picking Bogdan right now? Could Buddy be on the market? What does that look are like? Are they showcasing you know Bogdanovich are they, potentially? Are they are they showcasing him? So I mean, it's pretty safe to say we would absolutely love Bogdan or Buddy Hield, and I don't, I mean we've heard nothing about Buddy Hield. But, man, if he hit the market, would he be a great addition to a Mavericks team? I just don't think they have enough to get him if they actually did put Buddy on the market. I think we'd get outbid. And that's where, you know, the the worth of the value of the Golden State pick comes up because he's not – it's not enough for him. No. Sorry, guys. Unless the they really – well, he's restricted, so it's not like he's going to leave, right? They could match anything. Yeah. and Unless so, they think they're going to lose him wait, because they're ta- not going to match, right? Are you talking about Bogdan or I thought you were talking about Buddy Hill? No, Bogdan. You're talking about Bogdan. Either yeah, one, um, either one, the Golden State picks not enough. Yeah, yeah, I think there are definitely some teams coming after Bogdanovich, uh, especially yeah, because the restricted thing is so intriguing with him. Because if you don't have cap space, then you make the trade for him now, and then you get to keep him. You know, so it really doesn't matter if you don't have the cap space or not. So I think Dallas, man, if they could go get him, that would be awesome for this team. Obviously, like I said, if if Buddy ever did hit the market then sure. My last three names before I, I want to get to your question is anybody in San Antonio, as far as Rudy Gay, Rudy Gay, Marco Bellinelli, either one of those? No. Well, maybe okay. Rudy Gay. Okay. I agree. Uh, I, um, yeah, I feel the same way about the Rudy Gay, Bellinelli thing. It's like, that would be interesting, would you, but I don't know if that moves the needle. Okay. What does the trade market look like for DeMar DeRozan league-wide? No, I'm out. I just said league wide. I'm sorry to say that I'm out. I'm I'm on Shark Tank and I'm out. Okay. Um, I don't think anyone's trading for him. Okay. I could see somebody trading for him. Um like Detroit. Okay, listen. <laughs> Is Detroit gonna trade for him? They're gonna trade Drummond. Let's just uh let's end the pod on this. You posed a question on Twitter. You actually you know texted me this. With Oklahoma City's assets, and I know it gets away from the wing and all that stuff, but Chris Paul, Steven Adams, Danilo Gallinari. If they're all three on the board, they're just if they're waiting for offers, listening. KOC said well, that league sources say they are available. They're on the table. Even though Oklahoma City's been good this year, they're still on the table for trades. Which is why I brought this up. Yeah, so and I actually went through a lot of the replies to your tweet, and it was kind of funny seeing everybody's responses. I made my response to you as far as texting. If you had to pick one of those three, Chris Paul, Adams, Gallinari, which one would you want on the Mavericks? And I'll say where I stand on it and why. The Gallinari, I think I would land on Gallinari mainly because of contract. He is a, a good score. He would be another good score, another shooter alongside this team. Um, it, it would be kind of hard a little bit because that's the role that they're playing KP at. Is You theoretically want Gallinari at the four, but they like KP playing the four with another big man at the five. The thing with Gallinari though is he's not setting screens, right? So like offensively, you can fit Gallinari with like Porzingis. You can do that really well. Like Porzingis can do your do his pick and popping. He can sit in the dunker spot, wait for lobs. Gallinari can be isoing, or he can spot up and shoot. Like you can you can work that out on the board. 
True, and I honestly think if they did trade for Gallinari, I think that they would make him a six man, and I think they would yeah. start yeah, be a big man. They would start Maxi or Willie, whoever it is, with KP, and then they would make Gallinari their six ten Jason Terry, and say, hey, plan these second units. Get some minutes with you know Porzingis when Luca's out, but then I think they could figure it out towards the end of games too. If saying, "Hey, we're just going to double down on all-out spacing," and you adding Gallinari to Porzingis yeah. and Seth Curry and Tim Hardaway, and then you got four shooters around uh, around Luca. Yeah, maybe you go Dorian instead of Tim Hardaway, but yeah, that is a that's a. Yeah. But you can so space the go- floor with that group. To the other players, I think Steven Adams. I honestly think Everett Center is kind of off the board for Dallas now because they kind of showed their cards. They made the smaller move for for Willie, and they look like they're just going to roll the you know roll the dice on Willie, Maxi, Boban, KP. I know. I just love Steven Adams so much. You just listen to him on podcasts, or you, you see any interview with him, and you're like, man, he would just be so fun. I think him and Luca would be friends. Him and Boban like messing around. That oh, would just be so fun. Uh, he would fill a role for this team. He is expensive, but it's only a two-year deal. So after two he years, fits the two-year window. Yeah, after two years, you can move on from him. Uh, and it's it's not like next offseason you're getting anybody in free agency either, right? Yeah. So yeah, correct. And then and then the last one, the biggest name out of all three of these, is Chris Paul. And I I've been there before, but as far as like critiquing him, but on the court. If his contract wasn't didn't have that 2021-22 thing, think forty four point two thing is forty four million player, player, player option. <laughs> but if it was an expiring contract, or even if it was like a Stephen Adams deal and it expired, you know, at the end of 2020-21 season, I would be way intrigued with the opportunity to add him. And I just what he's bringing to that Oklahoma City team, the clutch situations, the vet stuff, the uh, he's having an incredible season. He'd be another playmaker. Like on paper, that the fit would be there. And I think I, I honestly think Mavericks from five years ago, six years ago, pre Rondo trade, they would be making a trade for Chris Paul right now. But I think they've kind of looked at it and said, "Hey, what?" Which I don't know. I mean, we're six days away. What the heck could happen in six days? We have no clue. But uh, that I would be say, that uh, would be a punt. Like, go read my article at Central Track. There's a link in the description. Like, this is this is would be the big bold Rondo like move that they could make uh, to punt 2021 free agency money and everything like that. Like, what would our next pod look like if they traded for Chris Paul? Like, you know how our Porzingis one we started like go. I think we would start the the Chris Paul one like oh 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 it would just thing, be like up and down. The thing with the Chris Paul thing Confused. is he's making thirty eight point five million this year. In order, especially with Dwight Powell hurt now, you would have to have Tim Hardaway Jr. in that deal, and I think that would be kind of the double punch of that of paying fifty dang, million like, to Chris Paul and the corpse of Dwight Powell. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, you, you know, so I, I don't think it's happening, but uh, theoretically on paper. So, yeah, of those three, I think I'd go Gallinari. What do you stand on that? Yeah, I wish I could go full Steven Adams. That's like the one that I really want in my heart of hearts, but I think Gallinari is the best choice. He's an expiring deal, you know, incredible scoring punch. Like, I know this team doesn't, they need defenders more than scorers, but I mean, yeah. at this point in the season and with the, you know what we think the Mavericks can do ceiling wise, and then Gallinari adds more to this team than Stephen Adams would. Like Stephen Adams plugs up a couple of holes, Gallinari like could take you to another level offensively, which is it, wild. 
Exactly. So just bringing it full circle as far as wings in the West, it's all the names we've heard. I think Covington's the main name. If they landed him, I think that would move the needle. I think I, I would kind of shoot a little bit as far as their projections of what it would look like after that. Um, as far as maybe a little further, uh, Andre Iguodala, I would love that addition. We've talked about it a ton. And then you got guys like Jay Crowder. Um, if they could get Bognatovich, that's you know one thing. And even smaller of Alec Burks or something like that. But we'll see. We'll see what Dallas, the direction they want to go in. And gosh. Yeah, it is coming around the corner. And we will be back on Monday to break down anything that may have happened. Guys, we hope you appreciate this. Thanks so much for listening to Locked on Maps. Peace out. Boom.